Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. In fact, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is David Hobbs. Welcome to the show, David. David Hobbs is on self. How lucky can you be, Steve Zocchi, to be speaking to me on a Saturday afternoon? I just, I, I, I feel so blessed to be it's talking. It's beyond belief. It really is. Almost as unbelievable as two Red Bull cars getting together in, in the Azerbaijan <laughs> Grand Prix. I must say, uh, I had to chuckle when I saw that happen. Um, and I knew that Oliver Stappen was going to get all the blame <laughs> because <laughs> it's not the first time he's sort of pulled off a little bit of a move like that. Although when I saw the replay, <laughs> I don't know, it 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 really was a bit of a racing incident. I mean, um, Ricardo tried his best to get by. He got by once. Then on the pit stop, somehow Verstappen got in front of him again, which must have driven Ricardo nuts. And uh, I thought his move was a bit late, and he tried to sell him a dummy by going on the outside and then moved to the inside, and, and Verstappen didn't move much. But, of course, once he moved right into the front of Ricardo's car, Ricardo lost all his front downforce. <laughs> so the front locked up and straight in the back of him. I mean, wouldn't you like to have been a fly on the wall in the, <laughs> in the, in the motorhome after that race? I mean, good God. So... Very unfortunate for Red Bull. They've been looking strong this year. They are strong. Um, and, you know, in spite of the fact that the Renault engine gets a lot of flack about being down on power on the Mercedes and the Ferrari, the fact is that it's uh, Baku there with that massive long straight, mile and a half, flat out. I um, mean, they were holding their own very well. So, um, yeah, they must be pretty upset about that. And obviously, they'll just have to reset. Forget it all, put it behind you, and most drivers have to put it behind them and the team and get on with the job next week in Barcelona. Yeah, it certainly was interesting because you think in a, with the circumstances that all unfolded, you, you think it would have been like more of an upset winner, but here was Lewis Hamilton that gets the win that was basically handed the win. Well, he was, um, uh, and I have to say that – in my years of watching Formula One, and of course I've, I've commentated on every one of Hamilton's races until this year, um, I have always been impressed with him. And he's also had a few races taken away from him. Abu Dhabi springs to mind in like 2008. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Hungary in about the same time, 2008, 2009. He's, he's lost a few. And of course, but the old story about you make your own luck and all those other cliches, the fact is that he was pretty close to the front and um, I managed to hang in there because he was poor old Valtteri Bottas or Bottas as they call him was very unlucky to have that flat tyre right on the last lap but one and of course people are giving Vettel flack for outbreaking himself down into turn one but I mean hey that's what racing is all about I mean you've got to take risks you've got to calculate the risk and um, and go for it otherwise you're never going to win and um Unfortunately for him, it just went wrong. And um, to make, make matters even worse, Perez 
managed to draft by him on the, in the last couple of laps and take away another spot from him. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a bit of a lucky win for Lewis, but really, you know, he's... He, it's actually, as Toto Wolff, his boss, said, well, it really gives him back the win he should have had in Australia. I mean, mm-hmm. they made the balls up in Australia, and um, and he lost the race when he absolutely had it covered for the entire race until they made that dreadful mistake in the pits. So um, I guess it's all swings and roundabouts, you know. It certainly what does. It's about. Well, and, and there were a couple impressive showings. You know, of course, he had Renault with Carlos Sainz Jr. finishing fifth. Of course, Sergio Perez getting on the podium. But another driver who's been showing some speed of late is Charles Leclerc, who in, for Sauber, who was what wasn't he F two champion last year and has been winning championships all the way up the ladder, hasn't he? Well, he's like he's like um, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Nico Hulkenberg, uh, uh, Nico Rosberg, uh, all those guys. You know, whatever they went into, starting with go karts. And then into Formula 3, Formula 2, GP2. I mean, those guys all absolutely cleaned up their respective series, usually within one year. Um, and uh, Charles Leclerc was the same. I mean, he just cleaned up big time last year in GP2. Had some fantastic races. Um, and he did not get off to the start. I thought he would this year. He definitely was. I mean, he being beaten by Ericsson, his teammate, which is not very, very, you know, Ericsson's <laughs> not one of the top guys out there by any means. Right. And But old Charles Leclerc seemed to get his act together at Baku and, and I mean, did an absolutely outstanding job to, to get points and, um, you know, big points. Um, so he had a great day. He's They're, they're a bit doubtful about uh, Barcelona. They think that um, they took a lot of the downforce off at Baku. They reckon when they have to put the downforce back on for Barcelona next week, they're not going to be quite so lucky. But nevertheless, it gave him a tremendous shot in the arm just when he needed it. Is he, is he someone we could see in one of the bigger teams next year? Uh, well, he's a Ferrari uh, boy, um, so I guess they've got first dibs on him. But yes, I would expect to see Leclerc in a top team within one or two years at the most. I, I really would, mm-hmm. for sure. Because I think Rakinen is has one more year, or is this his final year? I know that he re-upped. I'm trying to remember. Well, they now. keep on, they keep on saying this is his final year. I mean, I hope it is his final year. I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's any longer great. And of course, he's just right. sucking money out. I mean, he's getting paid big bucks, you know, over twenty million a year, uh, and he's just taking good money away from the team that they should be putting into a young kid like Leclerc and, and building him up. So um, I'm hoping that. Um, and not that I want to see Kimi Räikkönen go. I mean, there's nothing right. wrong with him, but he's just, you know, I mean, he's just you know past his sell-by date, and uh, we need some young blood in there. And there's a lot of good young blood around because there's this Lando Norris, another Englishman, and a George Russell, who's another Brit. These guys are unbelievably quick, and um, they need to get up out of uh, GP2 or F2, as it's called now, and get into a Formula One car. But of course, they can't get there as long as the older guys just keep hanging on. Yeah, be, it would be kind of neat to see Mercedes or, or do, have like a junior team like the, you know, the Red Bull does, or what some well, people call Ferrari, you know, they what keep, they call Haas. Well, yeah. Even though I it's mean, not really keep a... keep saying now that the most, likely, the most likely candidate for that job is going to be the Williams team. Um, 
Paddy Lowe, who's the technical director, didn't seem to be thinking that was a great idea. He, he didn't want to be a junior team. He wants his own team and do well. But they have been kind of um, sucking wind lately, and uh, they probably need to take a bit of a step forward. Well, both of their drivers, you know, you know, are paying for the ride. So I mean, they they're they're kind of in a one of those financial situations where they're you know they they're not really a master of their boat, you know, so to speak. No, uh, you're right. Uh, I'm not a big fan of all this paying driver stuff, but I think that Sorokin is actually genuinely pretty good. Lance Stroll, Lance Stroll, sorry, is um, I don't know. I mean, he had a great run in uh, in Baku last year. Uh, he had a couple of good runs last year. I thought he did very well in his own race, the Canadian race. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably got, you know, pretty good talent. But the thing is, when your dad's coughing up $30 million, uh, it's tough for a team to turn that down. Um, so, you know, you can kind of... Sorotkin is also bringing a lot of money, but at least it doesn't come from him. It comes from other backers. Because sometimes from those Russian backers, you wonder just where it is coming from. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... The Williams team has got quite a long way to go, and uh, I don't know how long Sorokin and Stroll will be around, really. It should be interesting to see. We're talking with David David Hobbs on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And, of course, David, your book came out a couple months ago, and you're this is the, this is the time of book signings. You're actually doing a book signing on, uh, was it next Thursday, in Vero Beach. But uh, you'll be also making an appearance at Indianapolis, a couple of them, in fact. Yes, uh, the name of the book is Hobbo, Motor Racer to Motor Mouth, and um, it's selling actually pretty well. Um, I saw on an Amazon, I got an email from Amazon today because they send me emails every day because I'm a Prime member. So, And I saw that it was uh, the number one news seller, whatever that meant. Um, and uh, But I believe that they've almost run out. Um the wholesaler over here, who's based in Minneapolis, told me the other day that they're running very, very short. So we're having a reprint done at the moment in the in Europe. They're printing another 5,000 books, which will be arriving here in the States in the middle of the summer. But, um, yeah, it seems to be selling pretty well. We've got the, as you say, we have the book signing at the Vero Beach Book Center on next Thursday, the 10th. Then my next signing will be with you, yours absolutely truly, Steve Zotk, at uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the day before the Indy 500 in the afternoon at the Memorabilia Hall. And then the week after that, I'm going to uh, New York and Connecticut. I'm signing in New York at uh, a club called the F1 Fanatics, and they're very excited about me going there. And then the the next day, it's the uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, Concord d'Elegance, and I am both judging there and signing all weekend. So um, that should uh, we should get rid of a few books there. And then, of course, we have a busy time at Road America coming up. Do quite a bit of signing there. And, um, and other venues, Lime Rock later on in the year, Watkins Glen again in September, and hopefully Monterey out in California in August. So, yeah, um, it's going very well. I'm very happy with it, really. And uh, a lot of people who've read it have said it's a very, a very nice read. You know, when you when you write it yourself, when you finish it, you kind of look at it and think, oh, is that any good, really?" <laughs> um, 
I've had a couple of people say to me, it's a very nice breed, but she tells us the important thing. And uh, very kind of you to mention it. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming on the show. It should be a lot of fun down in Indianapolis. And uh, uh, the, I, I believe this is going to be your first time being in Indianapolis race weekend <laughs> since probably 1976. You're absolutely right. I mean, the whole family's going because being a Honda dealer, we we have special concessions. And Honda are having a big, you know, having a big party down there. So we've got sweet tickets and all sorts of stuff. Courtesy of Honda and a decent hotel for the whole weekend and the police escort in on race day and stuff like that. And I'm quite looking forward to going to the race because, as you say, the last time I went to Indianapolis was when I drove there in Salt Walters terrible old McLaren in 1976. That's 42 years since I've been there. I can't believe it. And the irony of ironies, I love telling you this, was that Salt, old Salt was driving your car. You drove to a top five finish two years prior for Team McLaren. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You should have so, told uh, him, I want my old car back. <laughs> I want my, yeah. Well, the old car he gave me was pretty old, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that pretty was the... <laughs> falling out of gear on the pace lap and i thought this is not a good omen and then they also have a water leak too i think and the, yeah about i mean within two or three laps i was out because it <laughs> water was spraying out everywhere and it wouldn't stay in gear so apart from that it was it was a great car that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not fun trying to keep a car in gear at 200 miles an hour no it's not no <laughs> Well, David, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show. Look forward to chatting with you again. And, of course, next week, uh, Barcelona for the Spanish Grand Prix. Yeah, well, thanks for asking. And um, try to enjoy the uh, the show next week from Barcelona. It's not the same as it was when it was on NBCSN with us guys, but um, they're doing okay. And um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think the Formula 1 season's all, – all the racing this year is good. I think the IndyCar season's going to be terrific. And, of course, IndyCar next year will be back. Well, not only be back, but it will be on only on NBC, including the Indy 500. So um, I think that will help to perk IndyCar racing up enormously in this country because the coverage will be infinitely better than what they've been getting over the last 10 or 15 years. Oh, that's right. One final question. Are you a Kentucky Derby person? Well, I'm not. I'm actually out at the mall at the moment, but I just heard your man talking about it, and I was, we will have to get back to watch the Kentucky Derby. I mean, I thought I'd go there because it's an NBC property. And mm -hmm. um, working all those years with NBC, I thought, well, well, we'll get down there one of these years, but we never have. But uh, we still are invited to go when we're ready. So, But I do want to go one of these days to, to go actually go to the Derby. Interesting. You know, just so you know, they don't run it on grass and they run it the other way. No, <laughs> and they and there's no and there's no bushes to jump over. No. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, it's very good to talk to you, Steve, and um, thank you for having me on the show. Very good. Thank you, David. David Hobbs, of course, uh, from David Hobbs Honda, sixty-one hundred North Green Bay Avenue, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking for a simple and convenient pre-approval process for your new home construction or renovation loan, call Great Midwest Bank committed to providing uniquely tailored common-sense mortgage products since 1935. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.